knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts Josh Eldridge and Brian Schiller, where we cast our final opinion on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome, everybody, to the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. I'm Brian. And we are talking tackle storage today. Both, Brian. Both in and out of the kayak. Oh, yeah, you're right. In and out. In and out. So, how was lacrosse? <laughs> it sucked. Did it? No, it I cold? mean, it was a good time. Yeah, it was cold. It was really cold. Um, it did warm up tournament days. Then we got some wind on Friday. That was brutal. Uh, I felt like I rode a bike a million miles, pedaling back and forth over an area. And then uh, Sunday we got some rain and a little more wind. So, yeah, you know, was what it was. Caught some nice fish up there, but uh, just didn't show up tournament day. So, uh, ended up finishing... 36th overall for angler of the year so i'm happy with that for my rookie year and i think i was in fifth or sixth for rookie i think uh sam jones came in fourth because he had a better tournament than i did but that's a whole nother situation you know i was looking for big winning fish sam knew where to go to catch limits of you know like 14 15 inch fish and then, you know, he would go out 
looking for some bigger fish, but, uh, you know, was what it was, man. Um, I wanted to go up there to try winning it and, you know, I'm not trying to knock Sam, but you know, he, he played it safe and I put it all on the line. Basically, you know, he went out, caught some limits, then went out searching and I just went to where I caught big fish earlier in the week. Um, but with changing conditions and stuff. And that was the thing too, is weather, weather, river, water temp, all that stuff kind of changed every day. So it made it, I don't know, difficult for me. I mean, that was the first time I fished up, up in that section of the Mississippi. And, you know, I'm still learning that whole body of water. I think I need to just spend some time up there. But uh, shout out to Josh Stewart and Rush Snyders, which they will be on the reel down. I know Josh will be on the reel down this week, and then I think Russ the following week because Russ is out of town. But, uh, you know, those guys uh, figured it out, put the hammer down, and uh, crushed him. So, very cool. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Well, congratulations, man. For what? I mean... I didn't do anything special. I think you did. You know, you you got out as a rookie and you fished the entire trail series minus St. Clair and you paced 36. 36 you know? in the nation, yo. I'm going to take that to the bank. Yep. Where's my uh, participation okay. ribbon? I didn't I'll get send that you yet. one. <laughs> 36 plays. Awesome. No, it was – Two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm working on a blog post right now, which uh, should hopefully be out by the time this airs, if not uh, this week for sure. But uh, just kind of going over the whole whole year in a whole and uh, just, uh, you know, my thoughts, things I've learned, things to look forward to next year, uh, mistakes I made, things like that. So um, it'll be kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, man, it was a good year. I can't complain. So, Cool. Thank, thank you, though. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, we're going to talk tackle storage tonight. Uh, Brian and I both happen to have Yak Attack Black Packs, so we thought it would be a good one to review over. Um, I did start out with a crate, uh, just a standard milk crate. Um uh, to tell you the truth, it is not like a true milk crate or anything from a grocery store. It's just a storage crate. I have like four of them from my days back in college here at the house. And I've kept these things forever, man. And um, <clears throat> I I used one in the Jackson Coos HD to start out with. And it served its purpose for the time being. But I kind of, you know... You'd be surprised. You can fit a good amount of stuff in there. And at the time, I didn't have very much tackle, so it fit perfectly. I tended to actually carry a backpack for waiting and kept my uh, tackle in there. So when I would actually go out on the, the rivers or lakes, I would actually throw the backpack in the storage. I think I kept like a, like a, one of those Rapala fish rulers in there, like the foldable kind. Sure. Uh, kept my anchor in there, kind of like a little three-pound grappling anchor and a couple of little odds and ends things here and there. But I actually didn't even have rod tubes on mine. Um, at the time, 
I think I was only carrying like two or three rods. So I would keep, no, I would carry four rods. I would keep two in the recessed rod holders that are molded into the boat. Um, and then I would keep one. I, uh, I actually got with the Kusa, I got a couple of rod holders. I got like the trolley style kind. I can't remember what that one's called. And then I had the like Ram bazooka tube junior the smaller one not the real big one sure that came with it and i used utilized that one also and <clears throat> the other one i didn't really use very often i didn't like how it clipped in and you had to unclip it to get it out it was kind of weird but <clears throat> so usually i would just keep one like actually in the boat between my legs so after a while dude i started getting more rods and reels and more tackle and stuff and i didn't like how i couldn't keep the um uh, the milk crate pinned down like securely like it was it was okay but i used the bungees and i i fed the bungees through it and pinned them on down but it's everything still moved a lot so it rattled around a lot sure. <clears throat> which i didn't like so about i want to say the beginning of last season i ended up going out and getting a black pack um field and stream in my area I happened to have them on sale for like I think it was just under $90, but they were blemish ones. Um, they had one blemish one that was already put together, and looks like somebody had returned it once they put it together. And then the other one was mine. It was in a box, and it just had some little bit of surface scratches on it. Uh, but mine wasn't assembled yet, so I ended up buying that since it was so cheap. I didn't. I really didn't want to spend the $130. <laughs> I think I've seen them upwards of $130, if I remember correctly. Uh, what they are brand new, so I got the one is forty dollars cheaper, or so but <clears throat> put it together and I, dude, I love the thing, man. Um, I can be kind of messy, so I get frustrated with it, but that's really more on me than it is the black pack itself. But I did up, I did buy some of those small Yak Attack gear tracks, the four inch ones. I put those on the uh, upper part, on the lip part that you can fit them on, and which is actually pretty awesome, man. Like, that thing is, like, fully customizable. You can do all sorts of stuff with it. You can add all kinds of things. It's got pre-drilled holes all the way around. How many um, uh, how many rod holders do you run on yours? Right now, I have three. Um, I still like using my recessed rod holders in my boat. Okay. Especially because I fish the rivers a lot, so it's nice having that downward angle so I don't get hung up in the trees as easy, especially if I'm... You know, it kind of helps me get a little bit closer to trees. I mean, not much, but it's only maybe like three or four inches of space until, you know, I get into my rods that are sticking vertically straight up out of the rod tubes on the black pack. But sure. I'm thinking about changing them around, see if I can figure out a way to mount them like slanted on the sides next year, maybe. Um, I probably won't do that if I get the big rig next year i'll probably put six and they'll probably mostly be vertical at that point just because you're not getting into the trees like you do on the rivers you know what i mean like how you start getting kind of trying to shoot towards the bank and everything's just really overgrown on rivers a lot of times i like how you and like said, hang. i like how you said if i get the big rig next season yeah we all know that's gonna happen i know it's 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 that's an expensive <laughs> boat man yeah, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. 
if my uh, cards fall right, then yeah, you know. But if they don't, then that's all right. I still got a nice. I still have a nice kayak. I can't complain about it. So yeah. But with the uh, the river box, I think what I'll do is I have an extra rod tube here still that I bought from Yakitech. I think I bought the rod tube when I bought those gear tracks for the box for the black pack and I never mounted it. I went ahead and mounted them vertically. So I'm I'm just questioning whether or not I can actually mount those things slanted on the sides of the box. And uh, I think you can. Um I think and the only thing I'm I'm afraid of though is how it'll fit in the well. Well the you only thing mean? the only thing I'd be afraid of is rods being able to easily slide out if you get hung up on a branch on the river bank you know you know what i yeah i thought about that too i was thinking about doing is um buying some of that bungee and drilling like holes in the rod tubes and tying it like a you know feeding it through the hole and tying a knot into that bungee and then maybe putting like a clip of some sort that i can attach to the rod itself um those are rod tethers (laughs) <laughs> but I, yeah i know i'm just saying i, I just do do it myself you know kind of yeah, thing. yeah yeah diy type style i dig it yeah, I, ru- I, just, I run I six six holders on mine that's why i asked yeah i don't know very many people that do run six on theirs dude i think i've seen eight <laughs> I think I on saw a black somebody. pack yeah hmm they had three, three on the sides like you do, and then two in the back like I have, or in that area, sort of. I might have thing. to do that. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, but they're it's awesome. And those gear tracks, I use the the rear gear track the way mine's set up. It's in the back. That's where I put in my Visa flag. Yeah, and. Um, it's nice because it puts it up higher, you know, than being level on the boat with me. So it sits up as high as like my rods do just about. Well, I think one thing that people overlook is the corner of those black packs. There's like a little slot. And then if you look on the bottom side, it's, uh, it fits for a, a gear track bolt. So mm-hmm. you can like, I mount mine to the corner of that. I used to put uh, one of my camera arms on that, so it would be higher up and looking over my shoulder. Um, but I do like the thought of adding a gear track to it, just because that gives you a little bit more flexibility instead of having to put it on one particular corner or the other. Um, yeah. So I, I like the thought of that. I haven't thought of that until you mentioned it. Mentioned it. So the one. One downfall of those gear tracks are you can't put something that has like a wide base to it. Like, say you were wanting to put um, like the uh, cup holder on it. Yeah. I think cup holder might um, interfere with you having the ability to open the box. I think it would overhang. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I will say this like, so the only reason why I have six rod holders is because I broke the corner off of my black pack and that was the side where the um bungee kind of ran through as like the quote-unquote hinge for the lid yeah. um so i ended up giving that away to uh shout out to jacob ruff 
um, and he just drilled another hole and flipped the lid to the other side or whatever. But, uh, you know, that was, that was my one complaint. Like, you know, if you put too much weight or I think I had like just like put too much pressure on that camera arm, like I went up and brushed against something or something along those lines. And it just, uh, it broke the corner off. Um, but you know, I've pretty much run a black pack. Well, I take that back. Uh, my first boat, when I had the ascend, um, I had like a little ugly stick tackle bag, you know, that would have like a couple Plano, I don't know, 3,500 boxes in it. And then, you know, I'd throw stuff in the pouches and stuff and I'd throw that on the deck of the boat or in the back tank. Well, and then, uh, you know, I got the black pack, uh, when I got my first kid boat and then, you know, I've just used it ever since. Um, the only real complaint I have about it is, is the, the bungee style hinge system, you know, whereas like new canoe has their own version of the black pack, which is made by yak attack. And it comes with like a hinge on it, which is much more sturdy it doesn't like, you know, I think we've all done it where you open up that black pack and that lid just kind of flaps back and then makes a loud noise, you know, that loud chintzy noise and, you know, that can spook some fish off. Whereas those hinges, like, it'll open up and stay open, you know, it won't like yeah. slam down, things like that. Um, but I think that's my biggest complaint off the standard black pack like you're paying so much for that like if you can just get that hinge system straightened out you know it would make that yeah. thing so much nicer but um you know i i mean you can't complain i i would like something a little bit bigger um but then i know you run into issues where like like i know right now like you know the way the black pack sits sits in me having those six rod tubes, it doesn't fit in the tank well of a Jackson, right? You know? Right. Um, so I think if they do make a bigger one now, you're limited to only a certain amount of boats, uh, you know, that'll actual fit, actually fit in. But yeah. I think having that flexibility to have, like, a small versus large size would be kind of cool. I mean, I get why Yak Attack does it. It just makes sense to have one you know uh one size fits all type deal you know what i mean yeah. now you're not having to stock two different models which can be a nightmare from a manufacturer's point of view so to speak right so but um you know i know like you know we're on the subject of in boat storage you know i know hobie makes a crate system uh flambeau came out with a cool little system uh I think it was last year's iCast is when I first saw it, but it really hit the market. I think it was this spring um, where it's got, like, a container on top and then, like, the, you know, black pack-style container on the bottom. Um, Plano makes the V-crate, which is kind of wild. Um, yeah. You know, I've seen those things up and close and personal, and I could see it being good for like a uh like a sit inside with like a rear tank wall you know type deal mm -hmm. like like the 
boat I think of where that would work best is like a, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a sun dolphin or a pelican or something like that where it's got that kind of sit-inside style boat but that rear sunken tank well like a uh, sit-on-top, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so like a situation like that, that might be ideal. Um, I think Vibe's got that too in theirs, right? Like their sit-insides. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. That'd be a question for uh, Ryan Milford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has he seen a sit-inside Vibe then? I don't know. He's a Vibe guy. So. I tell you, like, <laughs> yeah, I have, I do have a complaint. Like that, that bungee system's kind of a pain because, like, if you you got to kind of lift it up and then like fold it back a little bit to get the sit open. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then closing it. If you if you drop it, it's it's pretty loud. So yeah. if you're trying to be quiet, it's not very uh, stealthy if you're not being careful. But, you know, those hinges, though, are, are available now that you can buy just those hinges. You yeah. don't have to. Yeah, I think you were telling me that. You can get them yeah. straight through Yak Attack, right? Uh, I think so. I'm or not maybe, 100% sure what. I, maybe it's new I found plan. them somewhere. Okay. I found them somewhere, but um, I'm pretty sure it's just a simple add-on. I'd hope, you know, I hope there wouldn't be like maybe a different design to the lid or something of that nature. But I haven't looked, uh, researched into it f- far enough to know if it's something completely different or not. But um, what other gripes would I have about it? I mean, it's it is overpriced in a sense for what it is. But I mean, if you think about it, dude, it's got a lot of crazy angles. There's a lot of pieces, a lot of pre-drilled pieces. You know, um, and there's a lot of good, like, kind of engineering thoughts to it. Um, you know, the corners, how they have that, those little hooks. Yeah. I, that might be what you're talking about. That's where the track bolt goes. Yeah. Well, I actually take my bungees and crisscross them into yeah. those hooks. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it pins everything down real nice. Well, and also, like, on Bonafides, like, in their tank wall, that bungee has, like, a clip that fits into that, like, perfectly. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you can get those separate and, like, add that on to, like, like a Jackson or something like that clip. Um, yeah. And then that way it could clip on there. Um, but I think a lot of the cost comes from the amount of time it takes to CNC mill that thing. You know, because yeah. you're cutting the square, but then, like you said, you're you get all these pre-drilled holes for, like, rod holders and attachments and stuff like that, all the cutting for like the top pieces i i'm pretty sure that's where most of your cost comes from is the amount of time it takes to cnc mill just one of those i'd be curious what that is because it's got to be quite a bit of time you know what yeah. i mean so that'd be a good question maybe we should reach out to like john hipshire at yak attack and get him on to talk about that that would be an interesting conversation yeah it would be especially with a lot of their products like that you know um, as far as like any of the other ones, I've, I've seen the V crate. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Just the, the look of it. And I kind of don't like how it, it, it seems to like have your tackle boxes, like in a, in a weird way for me. But, um, I do like that, uh, the Flambeau, uh, tough crate. That's pretty cool. I like how yeah, it has that yeah. top piece that you can put like some soft plastics and that sort of thing. And, um, it looks like, you know, just a 
weird, crazy milk crate, really, in a sense, but uh, uh, create kind of a crazy design, like the actual plastic itself is a lot different. It's it's pretty interesting. The only thing I kind of always is weird about those is like, you know, like how you mount those rod holders on those. Cause sure. I've seen where people do them on mill crates and stuff. A lot of times you end up zip tying them and everything and it works, you know, you know, if you, if you're do it yourself kind of person, man, you, there's a lot of crazy cool things that you can do with mill crates. So if anybody's into doing that, just get on YouTube and search that up like do-it-yourself milk crate rod holders or whatever and you're gonna see some really really neat stuff that some people have done out there um i've seen where people cut like they use like one milk crate and then they use a second one and they kind of create the what the flambo tough crate is sure they create like a lid for their milk crate yeah right right, right. so there's a lot of cool stuff out there you know and um It'll be interesting to see if there's some more, uh, more tackle boxes like that, you know, storage things that come out in the market, you know, sure. or sure, sure, some sure. redesigns or whatever. But what about that, and, what about uh, do you do like a like a bag or something for like your soft plastics while you're on the water? Uh, yeah, I have way too many soft plastics. <laughs> um, you and me both. Yeah. And, like, I literally have two of the big Ziploc bags full in my boat at all times. And then I usually have about 10 to 15 packets of stuff that's randomly floating around in my uh, black pack as well, which stinks because that's where I get start to get frustrated because a lot of times I'll dig out what I need out sure. of those plastic bags, but then I end up throwing it in that black pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, go ahead. And then I end up with like six packs that have one or two baits in them sitting yeah. in there forever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, I throw uh, my bags of plastics in like a uh, little tackle bag. Um, I just got one in my Six Sense box. I've been using that one. Um, I got another one that was actually, it's made by Forge Fishing. Um, and it was designed more for ice fishing um but i use that to like stuff plastics in i'll put like it's got two zipper compartments on it and a divider in the middle so like i'll put worms on one side and like crayfish or something on the other um but i i try to keep that in a bag i know on the bsb it comes with like a a hanging bag off the chair so usually like the stuff that i'm like set on using i'll throw in that and then i'll put other like that other bag underneath the chair or in one of the front compartments of the boat or something along those lines um or like when i'm in the kusa i'll throw it in that little uh compartment between the legs uh, which was more designed for like a battery for your depth finder and like you know the depth finder it's got that or it's got a track on the top of that hood you know, so you can mount your depth finder. Um, but I'll throw like a bag of plastics in there when I'm floating a river. Um, so I was, I was just kind of curious if he had any other added things other than your black pack or something like that. Um, not really. I'd like to get some, some of those folders, uh, like the Z-Man one. Yeah. I'd like probably yeah, yeah. large those, um, put my Z-Man baits in it. 
but I have yet to kind of really think it through because that's the one thing that's really, really probably frustrates me the most is trying to dig through my black pack and having all that stuff free floating around. I mean, I have Jay's buzz baits in there. I have like three bottles of scents in there. Um, what else, man? Just random baits, you know, that haven't made it in the tackle box that are still in packaging that like, I'm like, rushing to get out the door or whatever get on the water and i just throw it in there yeah and then i'm not even using it and so then i go to dig something out of one of my plano boxes and i'm like trying to push everything to the side so right i mean you know that's a thing like i usually have six thirty seven hundred boxes in my black pack and then usually like a 35 or a 35 or 3600 box on top of that so I don't really like throw that stuff in there. That's why I kind of utilize those bags. So, um, and again, we're just throwing ideas and talking about the stuff we do uh, to kind of, you know, give you guys an idea. Maybe it's something that you haven't thought about or something like that. So, um, what about uh, what about what do you do for storage off the water? I mean, I see behind you, you got some some plastic bins back there and stuff like that yeah. that right there that holds a lot of the other <clears throat> soft plastics i have i have it labeled drop shot and some miscellaneous terminal tackle that one's kind of a mess but these are all nice kind of lined up i got crawls and tubes creature baits and grubs flukes swim baits and worms and trick worms yeah and uh, so that's kind of what i have now i'm looking to add some of my other ideas <laughs> this winter time to make make it down here a little bit better but i do have a cork board up but i haven't really utilized it very well i have like um you know i'm subscribed to mystery tackle box so there's a lot of weird random baits on there like i have the double whopper plopper sure, sure. i have this uh six cents um top water like uh what do you call this uh what is it just escaped my mind like a spook bait yeah, 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 and it's it's pretty big. I have a couple of those, dude, because I'm like, I'll never throw those here. And I have some giant purple creature bait things that are like seven inches long. Nice. <laughs> and it's like Barney purple, like purple purple. And that'll, some catch, buzz, that'll catch Moby Dick, man. <laughs> right? Well, but, you know, I so I'm always on the road, and I always have way too much tackle with me. But, I mean, that's because I'm visiting so many different bodies of water. Um, so, right before I left for lacrosse, I was at Target, and I found some, like, plastic bins. Like, you got, like, kind of the drawer-type ones. Um, but what I found was, like, little plastic bins. They're, like, six inches wide by foot, foot and a half long. And uh, they got a lid to them. I think they were, like, 88 cents a piece, dude. They were dirt cheap. So I organized my plastics kind of the same way. Took a black magic marker, wrote, you know, uh, finesse worms, uh, TRDs. Like I have a whole bin, two bins full of TRD stuff. Um, another one was like swim baits, uh, you know, crayfish. I had like two bins of those. So I, I legit filled up 12 bins. I bought 12 thinking I'd have like two or three extras. No, that didn't happen. All 12 are full. Um, but you know, 
it was nice because I could go in the back of my truck and I'm like, all right, I want to try throwing this, this, and that. And I can go in there, uh, thumb through the bags real quick. And I kind of got the idea from my old man. He kind of used to do that back in the day when he would bass fish uh, tournaments. And uh, that's kind of how he had it organized in his boat. So, you know, I picked a bunch of those up, organized my stuff that way. And, man, it was nice because I can just, you know, grab a bin. All right, this is this. Um, find the color I wanted, pull it out. Now, here comes the problem because we're all guilty of this. You get off the water after a long day. Do those bags go right back in there? No, of course not. So, you know, I got to go back and place those back into places, you know, now that I'm back home, which isn't bad, you know, because I'm already three quarters of the way there being fully organized. Now I just got to go back and put those various bags back in there that I took out. And now I can thumb through and see, okay, I'm out of this, so I should order this or that, you know, and so on and so forth. So, um, that's kind of nice. I know I use a lot of Plano 3,700 boxes just because those will swap in and out of the black pack. Um, I do carry some extra empty ones. So like, you know, I can make a, this is my go-to box. Um, like Sam Jones talked about for, for come tournament day. So that way that's like right away accessible. Um, and then I store those all my stuff in two they're big two big plano like storage containers they got wheels on them they fit right in the back of the truck and i know um you know talking about like bigger black packs i know shout out to richie lockery down there at moyak he uses one of those big storage containers in the back of his boat as like his tackle box and then he mounted like rod holders and stuff to it and I know he was working on a way to, like, prop the lid open because that lid is hinged, but it doesn't have a way to, like, prop open. It just either swings open or it stays closed. So I know he was working on something to, like, kind of kind of make that so it props open. I forgot to ask him about that when I saw him down at the uh, Table Rock Championship, uh, the Central Trail Championship. But... Um, you know, that's kind of what I do for that. And then I have this big, uh, it's like a Plano stowaway. It's it's huge. It's like a clear plastic bin. I keep all my line in there, spare reels, some like track bolts, uh, track nuts, and things of that nature in that bin just to kind of go to it, you know, when I need it. And uh, it's not intermixed with all my actual baits. So. Yeah kind of makes it nice that's cool yeah i don't have that much stuff so luckily i don't have to go that far with it but dude look at this i sh- think i'm looking at the shelves behind you right now dude they're loaded with stuff yeah well a but, lot of the stuff is like part like all that line is partial line like yeah leader line um i don't tournament fish so yeah. i mean there's no reason for me to take that much but i mean even at that though, you make a good point. Like the organization is going to make your time more efficient on the water. Like we were talking with Sam the other day and he pointed out something. I'm like, dude, I need to kind of do that. Just mine might not be as like involved as your guys is, but sure. Like, you know, I need to go through, maybe separate out like 
like some of my lighter, smaller baits for the rivers. Sure. You know, that sure, way sure. it's not all mixed up and I'm digging through four <laughs> tackle boxes trying to locate something I want to throw in the river or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think one thing I'm going to try to utilize and do from now on is carry like four like empty tackle uh, Plano boxes, you know. And so when I get out on the water, I can be like, all right, this is what I want. This is what I want here, you know, and then switch those boxes out and stop carrying stuff that is not even getting touched, you know. Well, that's just it, and that's why I kind of did what I did because, you know, like when we talked to Sam, uh, that was on that roundtable one we just did, right? Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, that was the thing, like, when you're on the water in a tournament scenario, like, in my eyes, I want my boat as light as possible because I'm pedaling. So the lighter it is, the lot faster I can go. You know, Sam's using a trolling motor, which is which is fine. Um, so he's not really exerting his energy unless he, you know, drains his battery, which Sam is known to do from time to time. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the thing, too. Like, if I'm on the water and I'm trying to fish, like, I don't want to waste a bunch of time sorting through all my crap to find what I need. Yeah. So that's why I think it it's a little bit nicer, um, you know, because I'm, I'm not wasting all that time, like, sorting through 100 bags of plastics to find one bag, you know. Um, I kind of set what I need to the side, you know, after I figure, you know, those fish out during pre-fishing or whatever it may be. So, um you know, I'm not against carrying that extra stuff just because, like I said, you know, we said in that episode, you know, conditions can change at any given time. So if you have that stuff as a backup, like, you know, it could be crucial. So I don't know, just something to think about. Um, For you blue sky guys out there, you guys got some like really cool, like, storage abilities in that boat itself you know it comes with that like rod rack basically yeah <laughs> i that, know you keep a, i i use that rod rack paddle. uh i keep a paddle in my black pack usually That's right. yeah. and i'll have my net in front or in front of the black pack or you know right behind me so i can get to it real quick to net a fish and then I'll have my paddle broke down and the two rod holders behind that. And then I'll put three rods on the other side. And those are usually like my three go-to rods. And then uh, I'll fill that rod rack with the rods I'm not going to use as much. Because it kind of acts like a fence for when I'm measuring fish. I put my catch board against that. So if a fish flops, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that it hits the rods and flops back towards the center of the boat. I mean, that's a downfall of that boat. And I... I learned that the hard way. I lost some fish over the side in a tournament, and uh, I'm like, why am, why am I not utilizing this? Like, I had those rods laid down, whereas I could have had them up, and it, you know, like I said, acts kind of like a fence. You know, and that just all goes back to trying to figure out, like, your whole CPR system, right, catch photo release system. So... That was one thing that I kind of figured out, you know, later in the game, so to speak. Right. I know, uh, you know, Durbin. Yeah. Jeff Durbin. He, uh, he's 
I don't know if he's made it yet. I think he has, but he made like a little holding thing for his. Uh, yeah, I heard about that, like a laundry basket or something. I, but that's what we were laughing about. I don't think he went that extreme with it, but he might have used some sort of Tupperware container. Sure. That he has. Um, he can, It kind of helps out. So. Well, I thought about connecting like just a piece of plastic or something to the backside of those rod holder brackets so it could still mm-hmm. fold down, but so that way it acted as like a wall to measure my fish. You know, because you don't have that luxury like a normal kayak where your board can sit inside the kayak, so to speak. So, and then have your leg legs on each side, if necessary, if you get a feisty one. Um, So that way, if the fish flops, it hits your leg and bounces back in the boat or whatever it may be. So, or it just jumps clean off your board into the water like it did one time for mine, like a perfect dive. Yeah, well, you know. That fish didn't like you. <laughs> Not many people do. I like but you, Josh. That's all right. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> um, but other than that, man, uh, I don't really have anything else that I utilize storage-wise that I can think of offhand. Oh, you know, the one thing. So what do you do for your terminal tackle? I just have a regular, regular Plano box. Actually, I don't even carry that much terminal tackle, to be honest with you. So, um, I think it's like a thirty-five hundred. Okay. Like, so I kind of buy. I, I don't throw <laughs> a lot of Texas rig stuff. I should probably throw more, but I mean, I have terminal tackle for it and stuff. I just don't have like like an excessive amount of it like i have what i need and then if i run out i'll go buy another pack and replenish it but yeah it's um that's pretty disorganized also so um it's one thing this winter time i want to get definitely dialed in the only problem is that i have is like like i've been looking at the battle box it's kind of on the big side in my opinion sure so like with the kusa it's just it might take up a little too much room in my opinion now if i in a big rig I'd probably be able to fit it fine in there but yeah with the hd now it's just it's a little too much so what i got running for that it works if it's you know in there and i usually actually keep that on the kusa it has like a little slot with bungees on it on the sides of your yeah, seat yeah, and yeah. i it, those smaller Plano boxes that come with the boats fit perfectly in those things. So I think usually I'll keep a 3,500 boxes, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it, it slides right in there perfectly. So I keep one on one side and a box of lures on the other side. Or sometimes I won't even keep the box of lures. I'll keep that in a black pack or I'll throw some of my plastics and some of the scents that I use, like right there. But, so I use... Uh, <laughs> Plano makes this box. Um, it's like a 3,700 size, and it's laid out for all your terminal tackle. And it's even got like um, it's not engraved, but it's like a, they mold it into the plastic, like two out, three out, four out, five out hooks. You know, like offset hooks here, um, these hooks here, these weights here, and they'll have like the weights you know, uh, embossed in the bottom. And, um, 
I picked that up, and what's nice about it is, like, the the walls, so to speak, of each little compartment are molded in, so, like, stuff can't slide underneath, and it won't slide over the top when the lid is closed as well. Um, so, I, I love that thing, man. I know uh, when we tried to record this episode last time, you know, we brought it up, so that's why I was I was bringing it up here because I thought that was a good thing. And that battle box is the Calcoast one, right? Yeah. Um. So, the one I don't like is uh, is the uh, what is it? Uh, the Bass Mafia one, because I think like you don't get um. I don't think you can fit as much in that one as you can the Calcoast one. Um, I don't know if that's weird or what, but um, I don't know. That was just my take on it. Like, yeah, the stuff is organized, but it, it it's just like you can't fit that much stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know. What's your thought? I haven't seen a Bass Mafia one. The Calcos one looks nice. I like how it comes with those... Um, the little containers. Cool. Yeah. yeah. See, I dig that because I think you can fit a ton in each one of those. And uh, it just works. It just works. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, no, no, no. I thought about getting one of the battle boxes. I just don't know if I actually have really enough terminal tackle to utilize it. Um I'd like to go get my hands on one. It's just kind of hard to find somebody who carries one in stock somewhere at a store. Yeah, what do those things run, like 60 bucks or something? Yeah, they're not cheap, man. They're definitely not cheap. Yeah. Um, but I know there's some, There's a, some, you, you can catch that stuff on sale a lot of times too, though, you know? Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just trying to find the name on this Plano one. I'm scrolling through on Plano's website right now. But um yeah I dig I dig that uh that Cal Coast one man. Um it I think it does justice and, and you can really get a lot of stuff in it. close close it's under their specialty boxes I know that I think maybe not sorry guys but um, yeah I think uh, I think I might invest in that uh, in that Calcoast one I, I kind of dig it yeah so, any other? I thoughts? might look at the one that, I might look at the one that you have because it's, you know, it's comparatively bigger than what I have now. And I do throw a lot of swim baits on weighted hooks, so I think that'd be nice to kind of get a little bit more organized. I bought a bunch of hooks from a guy here. Um, shout out to Chris Hampton with HSMP Custom uh, Custom Fishing. He uh, he makes 
my lot of, he'll make me a lot of swim bait hooks and usually when I order them I'm ordering them at like anywhere from 50 to 100 of them and when I got them last time it ended up being kind of a mess the way I kept them I kept them in the baggies that he gave them to me and those baggies end up getting tore up from the hooks and so when I ended up tossing them and there was literally just dumping you know the baggie into the tackle box what I could fit in there but it's real frustrating a lot of my terminal tackle likes to slide underneath those dividers and everything so yeah that's what's nice about this thing is it you know the dividers are molded in and uh you don't don't run into that um maybe it's a 3600 box I tell you what's frustrating in the Calcos box would probably help with it with those little um, those little cylinder t tube things, man. Yeah. Uh, net rigs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's why rigs I, want to stand up straight. <laughs> right, and that's what I dig about them, man. It it just uh, it's it's nice. Um, it's nice because you don't have to worry about that stuff sliding sliding underneath everything else you know <laughs> so i can't find it for the life of me i know i found it last time yeah but um yeah i know plano's got a whole arrangement of of boxes that are are like that where it's molded and you don't have the little itty bitty dividers where you know that stuff is going to slide underneath and then uh, those big storage bins are just, uh, they call them a large hinged storage box. They're 40 bucks a piece. They got wheels on one side. That's what I put all my stuff in. So it's nice and easy to wheel out to the truck and things like that. So. Very cool. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we uh, I think we pretty much covered all the bases, my man. Very cool, man. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are in the market, you know, you want to find it as something different besides the milk crate, the black pack is a good option. It has a lot of ways you can customize it. You know, it is on the you know, sometimes you search around some of your local shops like Field and Stream, and they have some. I know they normally don't carry them, but for some reason at that time, they happen to have a few of them in stock. But, you know, you can obviously order them online as well. So you can get them through anywhere from Austin, Canoe and Kayak, Yak Tack, all kinds of different places. But, hell, I, I think they even have a tan one. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've sold a few at the shop. But, um, yeah, you know, there's... There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, what I'd recommend, though, is you try to get some eyes on it, look at it first. Um, I, you know, a, a lot of times people will order these things, you know, and then they don't like them, and then they're, you know, out that money or whatever if they don't utilize it or whatever. But that's kind of why I went with the black pack. It was pretty simple. So as opposed to like, because I looked at the V crate. Um, I think I even looked at the tough crate. 
And I was just like, oh, man, I'm not 100% sure what will fit in my boat. So I knew the black pack would. So I'd seen people with it. But ask around. Like, what I would do is if, if I were you guys and you're in the market to get uh, out of the milk crate, you want to get one of these different other crates, like the black pack, the V crate, whatever, is join on your Facebook uh, groups, like specific to your boat. I know Jackson has one. I'm sure Blue Sky, there's Vibe, there's all kinds of them. And go on there and ask those guys what they're utilizing. Try to find somebody with your boat, and they'll help you kind of narrow down your choices, what what might fit, what what looks good, and what you think you'd like. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I pull ideas like that from that stuff uh, all the time. So uh, I think it's just a good way to see what others are doing and then kind of, you know, that's one thing I've always talked about is, see what other guys are doing and then just kind of pull from all of it and uh kind of make your own you know yep so yeah buddy so sounds good well we just want to give a shout out to our uh show sponsors rocktown paddle sports uh loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures uh, we also got TRC covers and Jigmasters. Uh, right now, you can get on Jigmasters and use the code PNF20 for 20% off your order. And they are still doing free shipping. You guys don't have much time left, though. It runs through the end of October, which is next week. So if you're uh, in the, uh, you want to try to get some new jigs, try something different out, definitely give these guys a shot because they're nice. Um, also remind you of the recycled plastic, uh, plastics recycling program, uh, with hammered lures, uh, send your used beat up plastic baits to the address in the show notes. Eric will melt those down and form new plastics in which get donated to heroes on the water. I know he donates them to several different chapters. Um, also check out our podcast website at www.paddle, the letter N, fin.com. And if you have any questions or concerns or ideas for any episodes, you want to get in on an episode, you want to have any products, you know, uh, featured on the on the final cast, we'll review them. And uh, so email us at the uh, paddle, the letter N, fin at gmail.com. Also sh- uh, follow us on our social media um, on all cr- across all of them is paddle uh, at paddle and fin. Is there anything different, Brian, with that, with any of the social media? I think it's all the same for Facebook and Instagram and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to take a quick moment. You know, uh, Heroes on the Water lost their founder uh, just recently. And um, up at the Trail Series Championship there, uh, Chad had some very nice things to say about that guy that I, I had no clue about. You know, I guess he he had like sold his house, uh, bought an RV so he could travel the country and promote heroes on the water to to help our veterans out. And you know, it was just, it was just I kind of got goosebumps now talking about it. And um, I was talking to the folks there at uh, that were representing heroes on the water, which um, I know. KBF has some stuff in the works um, to to do some charity style tournaments for Heroes on the Water this coming next coming season. 
Um, but I was talking to Laura Armbruster, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Um, she's the director of communications for uh, uh, Heroes on the Water. And uh, shout out to JP, uh, my Rocktown guy, uh, who was up there, and we were bunking, and he was over there talking to him, and he came over to me and he was like, hey, what's what's that dude's name that does a plastics recycling program? And, and Laura had never heard about, you know, the whole program. And uh, so I went over and talked to him and, you know, obviously told him what I thought about their organization, how it's great that they're doing stuff for, you know, veterans, first responders, things like that. <coughs> and uh, I was telling her about this plastics recycling program and you know how it was just kind of an idea and you know and i and I, I was real honest with him i said you know all i do is promote this thing um eric is the guy that came up with the idea um he does all the work uh i think he's got another guy helping him out melting down the baits and making new ones um but i just want to give a shout out to everybody that's sent plastics into eric I know I've given them some. I know the Moyak guys down there, they had like a huge bucket from the season that they had collected. And I know Richie, I think he sent that up already and things like that. And this woman was just kind of taken away by, uh, you know, this, this whole program and what a great idea it was and things like that. So, um, you know, I forwarded on uh, Laura's information um, because she she wanted to help promote this thing. She's like, I didn't even know you guys were kind of doing this. And I said, look, I said, Eric does all the work. We just promote it. Uh, we help get the word out. I said, Eric, you know, sends this stuff to different chapters and things like that. So um, first off, you know, just want to say thank you to all the folks that help out Heroes on the Water and, and that organization. And then secondly, uh, huge hats off to Eric. You know, I know... You know, the start of the program was kind of slow, and I think a lot of guys were waiting for the season to end to start sending plastics and stuff into him. Um, so everybody that is, has sent plastics to Eric, thank you very much. Um, but I also want to thank Eric, man. I mean, he does that selflessly, and, uh, you know, the dude doesn't have to waste his free time. I mean, he's a father of, I think he's got three kids and another one on the way, if I'm right. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure he's yeah. got another one on the way, you know. And we got to, uh, to meet Eric personally at uh, at the Paddle and Fin meetup in July. Um, super fortunate that he came out and we were able to chat with him and and things like that. He's kind of a quiet dude. But, uh, you know, su super great to, to actually just have a conversation with him face-to-face -face instead of through Skype or something like that. But... I just want to give a huge shout out to Eric. Uh, you know, if you guys uh, don't have any plastics to send in, maybe order a couple bags of baits from Eric. I mean, I use uh, his Ripper, which is a swim bait. Um, I have tossed his paddle tail grubs a little bit and uh, the hammered worm, uh, which is like a nice finesse worm as well. So, I mean, the dude uh, donates his extra time to do that on the side and i know he's he's got something in the works that we'll leave it at that but uh <laughs> it's coming soon from what he 
texted me back after I sent him Laura's contact info. So uh, huge shout out to Eric for that, man. Uh, it was cool to see uh, the reaction on Laura's face. And there was another gentleman there with him, with her um, at the trail championship representing Heroes on the Water. And, you know, just the, the excitement on their face about the whole program was, was kind of cool. And I, I really wish Eric was there with me to, like, witness that. But... Um, you know, I did send him a text and I said, Hey man, uh, reach out to this lady. She wants to chat with you and, you know, help promote hammered and, and the program that you've, you know, uh, started and things like that. So it was kind of cool. I know this is off subject and we're at the tail end here, but I think, uh, you know, that credit is definitely due for what Eric does for, for, uh, heroes on the water. So let's let's blow this thing up man let's let's see if we can get we can get some more of these tournament trails to start doing that like yeah buddy we'll get some more you know we'll get these tournament trails if you guys are out there you're a tournament director you're listening to podcast just get a tupperware container a big one or, at the end of every yeah. every one of your tournaments, man, yeah. just say, guys, bring in your plastics for us. Yeah. You know, this is going to go to a good cause, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know there's not too many people who go out there and fix their own baits. I know there's a few of them, but, sure. you know, just save yourself some time and just it's for a good cause, you know. And, um, yeah, just don't send, send any Z-Man products. Yeah. We've already covered why. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't like to be remelted. They no. like to catch fire. So, um, I don't think it was catch so, fire. It just turned into an explosive mess from what, yeah. from what I understand. But, yeah, if you guys could, uh, yeah, definitely do that. Or if you just fish a local club or something, man, uh, you know, guys I don't think are going to ridicule you or bash you for wanting to take everybody's beat up plastics you know and yeah. i'm sure if you explain what it's for uh a lot of guys would be very willing to help out with that and then save you know when they're on their personal days on the water i mean that's usually what i do i throw them in my boat and then when i get back to the truck i throw them in the back of the truck and then when i get home i throw them in a pile on my bench and then you know i got a couple baggies full and you know, when it comes time, I hand them off to Eric. So, very yeah. cool. Like, maybe make it part of, like, if you guys could, if you're running a tournament or whatever, bring it up in your captain's meeting so everybody's aware of it, you know, yeah. like before the tournament. So then when they get back, you know, they've kept held on to them. I know I tend to throw them in, um, <clears throat> in the little uh, cup holder thing, the dry cup holder thing in the kusa sure and usually by the end of the season i got a good 20 30 baits just sitting in there so yeah for sure but all right well everybody thanks for listening brian anything else you got till next time tight lines smooth paddling What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. 
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.